0: All right, it's the Gut Check Project, episode number 15, Gut Check Project, where you check your ego at the door and nothing is off the table. We are here with Dr. Ken Brown. What's up? What's
1: up, Eric? We're going to have a really, really fun show. We are. Who'd you book for our guest this week? Wait a second. Who did you book for our guest this week? Oh, man, we got to start becoming more organized. No, I'm just kidding. This week, we got so many cool topics that we're just going to roll with it uh, because there's a lot of stuff going on in science, stuff in the news. And we're just learning so much every time we start going to these different meetings, which you just came back from a meeting, and we've done different meetings recently. So we just got to keep bringing all that knowledge into this room and sharing it with everybody.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, So even just this last week, number one, thank you to everybody who began to write Mm -hmm. into us. So it seems like we're very iTunes-heavy in terms of subscriptions and people that are liking and sharing the show. So uh, it was noticed. Thank you very much. In case you happen to have forgotten... Um, all you have to do is like and subscribe to the Gut Check Project on either iTunes or on YouTube, and then you will be entered into the contest where you can win a free month supply of the Signature Protection Package.
1: Signature Protection Package. Which
0: is Autron Teal and either KBMD Cinnamon or KBMD Natural. After you subscribe, you simply have to go to gutcheckproject.com, go to contact, shoot us an email that says I subscribe to GCP. We got several hundred last week. And thank you for all the comments down there too. There's lots of people who just want to either know more about Atron Teal, want to know more about CBD. They say that either or both of them are already working and that's that's great. And several uh guest suggestions as well. Thank you, I've Chris. I've actually
1: had yeah, I've actually been contacted by several patients who said that they were uh, taking CBD and then after adding Atrantil, that they notice that they feel like they got a little bit better improvement. Is it placebo or is there something else going on? And actually, we've got some science behind it, the reason why we call it the signature package. Why don't you explain the science? Well,
0: um, long, long ago. No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, CBD, of course, works as a supplement or a micronutrient for your endocannabinoid system, which is something that really we need to get onto the website. It's a little bit about the meeting that we just went to, or I just went to this last week, talking about how to better convey this information.
1: But essentially. By the way, the website looks awesome, developed by a CRNA. For a CRNA doing a website, it's pretty dang good. Yes. If, For a CRNA doing a website.
0: That's right. That's basically the way we get away with saying it's a terrible website <laughs> but we're trying to make it better i promise uh so that was a little bit of the of the meeting that i went to uh for the last day and a half and uh some great people out there i want to say hey to to nate and uh to sarah and uh to uh to brad i mean great group of people out there in uh, in phoenix but and jake sorry jake don't leave you out
1: sarah silverman
0: yeah bradley
1: yeah. cooper mm-hmm they oh were all there.
0: Gosh. They're into they're They're into web stuff. And Nate McGillicuddy. That yeah. I, They're, they're I all there. Those three people. Yeah, yeah. They work so hard that's together. So cool. Never knew yeah. they worked there anyway. Uh, but so the CBD will actually augment or work as a micronutrient for your endocannabinoid system. And that's it. That seriously is like any other system that we have in our bodies. It's over 600 million years old, evolutionarily speaking through all types of animals If you're a a vertebrate, meaning that you have a backbone, you're guaranteed to have an ECS. So essentially what happens is taking CBD allows our ECS, our endocannabinoid system, to better regulate and function as the governor between our immune system and our nervous system. And you've all heard of those systems. So essentially whenever you have chronic inflammation, it's either one of those two that's kind of working out of balance. CBD does
1: that. Yeah, so... I think one of the biggest issues that people are having with, you know, CBD stores are popping up everywhere. It's always in the news, this and that's going on. But nobody really understands why or what. And so I get my patients that come in and they'll say things like, oh, I've tried CBD, nothing happened. And I'll just say, well, here's part of the problem. There's a lot of companies out there that even even the people that are making some CBD don't really understand the science behind it. And. Once they try KBMD, CBD, they'll actually come back and say, oh my gosh, I took X, Y, and Z, didn't notice anything. Now I'm able to, my back pain's gone. My neuropathy is gone. And then I can explain why, what's actually happening. We all have an endocannabinoid system. I keep coining the term an endocannabinologist because I really feel like the more and more I read about it, the more it is really complex. And there's some really cool science out there. But the signature package is there because AtronTeal kind of stops an enzyme that breaks down your own endogenous endocannabinoids, meaning your body makes CBD. Yep. It's called anandamide. And that's part of the issue is that we start going down these rabbit holes of explaining stuff, but it's really easy. You just have to realize that when you take CBD, it presses the reset and gets everything back in balance. And that's how come I think it's more of an adaptogen, meaning that when you take it, Mm -hmm. your body will figure out what to do with it. That's why you can't overdose on it. That's why so many people can have incredible results. Um, That's why some people it takes longer because maybe you need more of this, what we're going to call a micronutrient or an adaptogen because it can go by a lot of different terms. But people, um, you know, that's going to be my my goals to really try and explain a lot of this science. And once I can put together a good signature talk that is sort of, as we always say, bridges the gap between this complex science and natural solutions, then we're I'm going to get out there and we're going to put that on the website and on this evolving website.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and, and nothing's off the table, of course. So through that research and, and I was there firsthand as you began to have patients who used CBD and then used a couple of different brands and manufacturers and I've seen the the different changes in terms of once they finally have a high quality CBD. So I I do want to say that what we offer with KBMD health, it's not the only uh, awesome CBD that's out there, but what I can tell you is it does check all of the boxes. So if you're hunting for a CBD to make a difference, begin with a legitimate COA, a certificate of authenticity. If they can't do that, then move on to the next one. That's, if you can't check that box, there's no reason to continue the discussion.
1: Did you see, I saw a news article where somebody got fired from their job because they were drug tested mm-hmm. and they tested um, positive and they were fired. The person that got fired knew that they weren't doing anything, all they were doing is CBD, and then it starts going around that CBD can cause these false positives. Sure. That person sent it to a third party analysis and as it turned out, and even that particular one said that the amount of THC was none came back at actually a very high level. So unfortunately somebody lost their job over this and now they're suing the CBD manufacturer for all of that. So
0: Well, COAs can, uh, unfortunately, they, they now are the new fraud document, right? That's what somebody else is doing. They're just trying to play off of, of uh, something else and or so ride coattails of somebody else and make it look legitimate. That's what, that's what people who commit fraud do. They just, they do that. So ultimately I can say that if you want a trusted product that I know that uh, Dr. Brown certainly endorses KBMD CBD is at least a safe choice in terms of quality price and uh, and what you're after in terms of CBD. So uh,
1: speaking of, I mean, that's, that's uh, that we took the high road without Trontill from day one. Sure. When we started looking at ingredients, when we started looking about where we're going to manufacture, we took um, at KBS research, with our team over there, we took Atron Teal and we sent it through different certifications. The one that I'm really proud of is this NSF, which is Certified for Sport. The reason why I think that is so important is because we're going to start seeing that the combination of Atron Teal's polyphenols helping with both sports performance and helping with sports recovery, plus the stress of doing an athletic performance is automatically going to deplete your own endocannabinoids. Mm -hmm. So that signature package right there I think is going to be really critical in um, any contact sport, making sure that the polyphenols that go through, uh, that what make up our we, we developed our for digestive health. We're learning more and more the complexity of these polyphenols. And I got some great science in an article today that kind of ties a lot of this together. But that's what I think is going to end up being such a cool thing. This signature package, which almost all my patients are on that That combo right there my mom all my staff everybody and with this i can just see this being the future of how we're going to start treating trauma how we're going to start making sure that anybody in a contact sport you prevent the inflammatory response before it actually starts causing some damage and some long-term consequences
0: then this is it's awesome information and we've seen it firsthand where people have written to us we've gotten tons of email even just uh, as people have signed up and subscribed and shared gut check project either on youtube or itunes and just written us little notes i hey, thank y'all so much you know atron teal and cbd have worked great for me keep them coming certainly appreciate them but if you just want to enter to get your own free month supply or your chance that we have at least five winners coming up in july so simply go to gutcheckproject.com let us know that you signed up under the contact tab and uh, we'll take care of the rest
1: And if you're somebody that's already purchased the KBMD CBD and you just want Antrontil, Atrontil, did I almost make the fatal mistake that uh, nobody pronounces it right? Yeah. (laughs) Even the developer. (laughs) Um, And and you just want to add the signature pack there to increase your own adandamide, use Atrontil to augment your CBD. Yeah. Even if you don't have gut issues, even if you're not real interested in the polyphenols and the anti aging and the anti inflammatory effect. But you want to make your CBD better? Go to lovemytummy dot slash spoony.
0: Use code spoony, save some money. So, hey, Doctor Brown, what is on uh, the topic in terms of what happened with you on Father's Day? How was Father's Day with the kiddos?
1: Father's Day was awesome. Everybody was in town. There was no tennis. Well, of course, it rained like crazy, but yeah. there was no tennis. I didn't have a meeting. There was. It was awesome. So Saturday, uh, great weather. Did just one of those old school, hang out in the pool, float, nice. throw the ball. We were just having fun. And just, I felt like it was, you know, like when the kids were four and five and we would do that all day, every day. So that was awesome. Um, and then on Sunday, did something a little different. We drug Lloyd out. She was not too excited to do it because it had rained all night. Okay. It was real muddy and everything. And she had to laugh because I was wearing some pretty old grubby clothes. And she's like, you're going to go out like that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because (laughs) Lucas and I have discovered kind of a fun little thing. We found a a cool park with Frisbee golf. Oh, nice. So we went out as a family and played Frisbee golf. Do you have the putter and
0: then the the, the different discs for the different shots? Or is it just one disc per person?
1: Much like my regular golf game, I'm like, you just need a driver. (laughs) Just give me the driver. No matter what. No matter what. (laughs) Yeah. So we just use drivers. Um, There were some other people on the course, and you're like, huh? Look at that! It's like uh, uh, you know, watching people that really know what they're doing. Yeah, and uh, but we had fun. It was really cool. So it was hot, and muggy, and muddy, and it was uh, it was it was just fun. So it was it's one of those things. I mean, I think that uh, we don't get out enough and just do silly stuff. Get yourself back in nature. It was a really cool. Park. It's over in East Plano. And uh-huh. Just really, you know, just one of those silly, d- unplanned. Let's just do this. Not worry about anything. Nobody's looking at phones or anything you're just out there slinging a disc having a little fun
0: heck yeah i know i love i love days like that it's uh that's good stuff
1: yeah how was your father's day
0: uh it was it was good it uh the uh one of those things where the actual father's day on sunday uh family the boys and i have to get together on monday because gage is out of town shooting hoop mac was also in a tournament and it's quite the norm whenever you just have busy kids that are teenagers and uh but we did get together Monday. I got some nice new kicks, which uh, the boys are great at picking out tennis shoes for dad. I'm terrible at it. And then they surprised me by buying me my first opportunity to go and do a tandem uh, uh, skydive jump. <laughs> so uh, I asked the boys and Marie if they wanted to do it with me. Marie said, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm nervous, but I want to do it. And Gage is it's like, yeah, love, can't wait. And Mac's response was nope, and I think all three of y'all should do it from different planes because I don't have a good feeling about it. So. That's
1: exactly how I would be. So <laughs> when you guys do that, let me know. Me and Mac will go catch a movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even think he wants to come watch. I don't Uh-oh. think he, he, just, he just wants to hear that it's all okay when it's over. But I'm looking oh, forward to it.
1: I, I do have to own something. When you said you got some new kicks, listen to um, this is like one of those like what happened to that? I'm I I've been on this like run of losing things. Uh-huh. So the family got me a really cool wallet had. Bag, two cards, got the wallet out. That's awesome. Then we went and did the whole Frisbee golf thing, got all muddy and got busy and everything. I have the cards sitting there. I can't find this wallet. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, family, for giving it to me, but I got to find it and switch out everything. I got a beat-up wallet here. So it's a great gift, but that's... Did so you get got a habit of things kind
0: of turning up, though.
1: Things just turn up months later after I've ordered three more from Amazon. and <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, that's definitely believable. So, r- remaining in the show today, we've got a bunch of topics that people have written in about that we decided that we wanted to kind of frame this particular episode around. Everything from what what's the experience of a, of a or what's it like to have a near death experience, and kind of how your brain adjusts to that. Um, we uh, Dr. Brown has a really cool article on proanthocyanidins and how the uh, the gut actually reacts to that. You got another topic over there also.
1: Yeah, so we had a. There was a few other things. There's. I'm going to be doing a live Facebook uh, at 5:30 today Central Standard Time, 6:30 Eastern, with um, the Sibo SOS crew. It's a massive community. Sure. Siobhan Sarna asked me to do this, and um, it's in in our very classic. And she even laughed about this because she realized how this works. You know how she normally goes through you. She'll text you or email you. Yeah. And, you and I will be working, and I'll just go, I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever, sure. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize my commitment to this and how big of an audience this is. And so I'm doing an hour Facebook tonight, and then on July 2nd, Second. I'm doing a three-hour live lecture series followed by Q&A.
0: Check out SIBO SOS Summit. Uh, just Google it, S-I-B-O-S-O-S. If you want to catch Dr. Brown, this is uh, it's a this is a a really big group now. I can remember a few years ago when they were getting started. Not not as massive. It's huge. Yeah, it's
1: got to be a big group and I'm looking at the other speakers there. You got Mark Pimentel, Satish Rao, Allison Seebecker, Mike Ruscio. I mean, all the big players in this whole SIBO community. Yeah. And I, I had to laugh because I'm like, well, I need to learn some stuff that they haven't talked about. They've all, I think I'm the last lecturer in the whole series. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, how do I top any of the stuff that they've done there? So, trying to find some unique things and I I did bring an article that I'll probably talk about tonight with Siobhan uh, because one of the things that everybody does talk about are these different gases that these bacteria produce. Okay. So how do you start looking into it in a little different way? Um, If you're unfamiliar with what we're talking about, SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. If you get sick, take antibiotics or have an infection, then you have a chance of the motility in your intestines. Changing and bacteria can start growing where they shouldn't be. It's not the bacteria good or bad; they're just growing where they shouldn't be. Then, whenever you eat, that's what creates all the bloating, and that's why we developed atrontil to help those people that get bloated. And we initially were basing on the science behind how methane is produced. Mm-hmm. Today's article is really cool about how the molecules in atrontil interact with hydrogen sulfide, which a lot of people have always asked this. And so, this community. Um, it's a very knowledgeable community, and so I imagine, since it's Facebook Live, somebody's going to say that. And I'm ready to start talking. hydrogen sulfide and proanthocyanidins, aka atrantil.
0: Yeah, the cool thing is, it does it just because I think that that what's happened with atrantil that we've been able to at least begin to address methane production, but that's not where that's not where everything ends. So it's it's kind of cool, I think, to have people see that you've continued the the research and. We'll just keep knocking down the, the hurdles that are, that are before us and hopefully start coming up with some better answers.
1: I mean, it's really fascinating because these other speakers who I just completely respect, sure um, you know, a lot of them are on the, the lecture circuit. A lot of them are, you know, primarily researchers. And knowing when I did pharmaceutical research, my office was consistently one of the highest enrolling sites, mm-hmm. being a private practice office, in the dallas area and when we did the Zyfaxin studies it was cedar sinai mount sinai mayo clinic johns hopkins and you know being number one is not always the best this is how i know that we enrolled the most because the fda said wait a minute what is this little tiny spot in plano doing enrolling all these people so they came and gave me a, a good thorough audit for yeah. two weeks that was so much fun that's what happens whenever you do. You work hard. No, no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I know that. So the thing about it is, is that what I'm going to bring to the table is real world, just completely real world experience of people that are frustrated. They've they've done a lot of things, so it isn't so much saying that this is my protocol. This is this because all you know, there's the seebecker protocol, Pimentel pro, uh, protocol. There's all these people developing protocols. Sure, and you know, they I imagine they really, really work for them. I can't because everybody has already done one of these protocols and shows up, and it's just a high-volume practice. So what I bring is, okay, let's be practical about it. I don't really want to spend that much more money because you've already spent a lot of money. We don't need to scope you for the fourth time. And if you've ever had any issues like this, then you kind of understand what I'm talking about, that by the time you end up seeing a doctor. And so it'll be interesting because I'm one of the few really traditional gastroenterologists talking in this community. Kind of doing the whole bridge the gap thing, trying sure. to stay on both sides. Well, you still have an active patient pool, too. Yes, very active patient pool, and I'm always learning from my patients. And then when I'm going to go on something like this, and I know that they're going to throw some questions, that will give me curveballs, and that just makes me better. Sure. And you know, just continue to grow. So,
0: Well, later in the show, we also are going to address, we had several questions this last week about, well, if you are a member of KBMD Health, you more than likely received an email That talked about the KBMD health box, which I didn't really know that we were going to get to today, but it looks like that we have to because, well, we had tons of people sign up and then we even had more people with, with statements like this is great, but what is X, Y, and Z? So in the second hour, we're going to go straight to what is the KBMD health box and just kind of touch on it. Probably won't take up the whole time, but definitely kind of, uh,
1: uh, unmask a little bit of the, uh, start unmasking that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And of course, my uh, my other company, Digestive Health Associates of Texas, DHAT, mm-hmm. we're still going to launch that. We're working a few kinks out. But it's a little bit different when you're launching with 90 doctors versus one where we already have a community that's listening and we can talk to them in the way that I'm used to talking to them. It's a little bit of a learning curve. So if you happen to be a Digestive Health Associate patient and you go see your doctor, go, hey, when's that box coming out? Yeah, put light a little fire under.
0: Them. Yeah, just ask. But I mean, you know, it's it's like anything, uh-huh. and it's no one's fault. It's why they have the uh, the coined phrase of you know too many chefs. You know, so sometimes you just have a lot of input and uh, things kind of slow down. But we'll we will figure that part out. Um, also, to add on to the near death experience talk, that'll kind of lead into a little bit about superstitions. We're going to talk a little bit about the science of superstitions and why humans. May actually benefit from them, even though there's no scientific explanation on the outset or the perception of them. We might have a little bit, a uh, little bit to talk about.
1: The um, when we start looking at these different things, everybody's probably going, "What in the world? Where are they going with this?" Well, the deal is, is that when you can start making scientific sense of things, you could start taking control. For instance, if you've um, if you're a worrier. I was listening to a podcast this morning about different things you can do to help control the worry, how you can sit there and either embrace it, control it, visualize something different, but it all comes down to doing something to get your mind under your control. right? And that you can call that meditation, you can call it whatever, but it's a practice. We've discussed that where I was telling you about the whole NLP where you can do some sort of movement associated with a memory or emotion and you can put yourself in that emotion that's what tony robbins does before he goes on stage everybody's like man it's it's weird he just gets on a trampoline or he does this (laughs) he does this routine yeah is that a superstition is that you know neuro-linguistic programming all these different things start to make sense when you start looking at it because when we are doing all these things you're moving marcus aurelius the yeah the the stoic philosopher You know, I, I read that Daily Stoic yesterday. It was so pertinent because this and you know that now that we've been doing business for a little while, you, you understand how my brain works, which uh, when you start feeling overwhelmed and you pause, be in the moment and stick one foot in front of the other. And then when Ryan Holiday interpreted that, he what he's saying is when it looks really daunting, look at the one hurdle that you have to get over first. Yeah. And you know, that's how my brain works. Cause I'm just like, I'm not thinking about anything until I get this one thing done and then I'll move. There's other peoples that like to kind of get half a thing done of many things, but I'm much more in control of my brain. If I can go, we're going to knock this one thing out and then I'm going to get to that next thing and the next thing. Because when you start looking down the runway and realize how far you have to go, that's what starts bringing in a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression for a lot of people and learning how to be in the moment and just take the one step in front of the other. I think that that's where CBD can really help people out also. Where, because it actually, we showed in one episode how CBD can bond to the serotonin receptors right. directly. And I think that allows you to really get getting control of your emotions and do that. We're gonna talk about a lot of that stuff and tie it all together and why all of this is related to gut health. Yeah, I think that, that today's
0: show is gonna have some really cool basically things that you can begin to apply to your daily routine to hopefully alleviate anxiety and if you have just even mild depression start finding some things some tools that you can incorporate as soon as today
1: speaking of tools that's how we're going to open up the next half hour oh yeah yeah what's that i'm not telling you that sounds scary
0: (laughs) gut check project episode number 15 we will be back here in just a moment thank you like a chair
2: and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now.
3: 800-218-6473 800-218-6473 800-218-6473 That's 800-218-6473
2: Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines.
3: 800-452-1075. 800-452-1075. 800-452-1075. That's 800-452-1075. All right, we're back. Thanks
0: for joining us here in the uh, second half hour of Gut Check Project, episode number 15. Dr. Brown said he had something about tools.
1: <laughs> so you you were out of town. So as everyone knows, you do 99% of my anesthesia for all my colonoscopies sure. and endoscopies. And, right. Myself and my patients, thank you very much because you're doing an excellent job. But you're out of town, so I, had, I got a chance to work with somebody new for the first time. Oh, yeah, who wasn't? Moman. Oh, Moe, yeah. Moman. great guy. And it was really interesting because you, you forget that you spend so much time with one person that you, you do, don't have a chance to talk. But in these, if you've never had a colonoscopy, anybody, or if you've never actually seen what happens, basically the gastroenterologist and the CRNA or anesthesiologist are in the same room for eight hours. And oh, yeah. the lights are off and you know every, everybody's paying attention to the colon. Not the butt, but the colon, colon that's yeah. on the screen. And you get to talking a little bit. and You get to learn stuff about people and learn quite a bit about it. So Mo and I were sitting there talking. He didn't really know a whole lot about me. And he kind of hinted at something. And he said, um, he goes, you know what? You would really like this podcast that I'm super into. And I'm like, yeah, what is it? And he goes, Peter Adia oh yeah yeah i'm like yeah i've yeah i've listened to several of his stuff and he goes you know i learned about him through another guy you should meet named ben greenfield i'm like okay oh wow so you are listening to similar podcasts no joke so this led to him asking me all kinds of things as we started to move on he's like he was wait a minute so you're into this stuff so you know what do you think of this sauna, infrared sauna things? So we went on to a sauna topic and we talked about that and Charles Risen and his studies with that and the um, Finnish guy and, and all this stuff. So it turned into a biohacking day. Wow, yeah, good. And I started telling them and you know, I have pictures of everything and I, of course I just about bring everything that I try out. The X3 bar, vibration plates, my relaxed sauna, I essentially bring it all to work and make everybody do it, right? <laughs> whether they want to or not, right? Well, I'm sure that they they have a full say on it, but <laughs> maybe they feel obligated, yeah. Um, so then we got to talking about all that. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I need to get that." I'm like, "Well, you're going to be like me, where you just start, you know, ordering stuff that you, you'll hear a podcast, and then all of a sudden everything starts showing up at your house." So I got to thinking about that. I was like, "Wow, since you left, this is my newest attempt at a hack." Okay. I got these BFR bands. BFR bands. Blood flow restriction bands. Okay. So the idea behind these are that you put these proximally on a joint. Uh-huh. And then you do low weight, high repetition to increase blood flow, and it prevents the venous blood flow from coming back. Okay. Penetrates deeper into the muscle because the pressure starts building up in there. So you're not restricting arterial blood flow but you're right. restricting venous blood flow okay and the theory is that this can actually increase muscular hypertrophy increase muscle growth growth hormone goes up but not just in the limb the body has a systemic response
0: really so that sounds kind of crazy though knowing that the venous blood's going to be carrying back the waste gas co2 the lactic acid so is is all of that Extra dilation and pressure together helping to penetrate the tissue. Is that the idea?
1: The I I think the idea is that it helps penetra- penetrate the tissue. Then when you relieve it, there's a compensatory dilation oh, okay. that then flushes the lactic acid. So I thought we'd do a little experiment here. Oh, that I now, brought them. Okay, yeah, so that sounds fun. So why don't you slap this on your right arm? Right on. Get way up, and then all you're going to do is just tighten it like this.
0: Okay. So it's like a flex tourniquet.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Right here. Yeah, as high as you can go. Yeah. Oh, as high as I can go, Okay. All right. If you're listening, I'm adjusting a band with one arm. Though, by the way, Dr. Brown has a much so bigger arm than. than the show's all
1: about science, and we're doing it. Yeah, it. If it, yeah. Is it pinching? Just lift yeah, it up a so it doesn't pinch. Yeah. yeah. If you just lift it up, it won't pinch. Okay. All right. Ready. Yep. So I brought a resistance band that you can sit in your chair. Okay. Put it around your foot and just do a few bicep curls as we keep talking. Okay. And we're going to look and see if one arm is bigger oh, this or has is, more Venus. Uh, this is a
0: this is a rubbery rope. Yes. I from when you're handing it to me, I thought it was a uh, so what I'm holding here is just basically a uh a plastic or rubbery uh, braided rope and I'm going to apply tension and then begin to uh to make
1: curls essentially while all uh, Oh no, do it on both arms. Oh, on both arms. Yeah. And so this way we have a comparison. We Imagine. have a we have a placebo arm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you like that play I on do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> we have a placebo arm and that our is, that is a dorky joke. <laughs> okay. Okay, hold on.
0: I'm having to flip the hand around because the uh the the butt of the uh the handle is kind of banging into the wrist a little bit.
1: Oh. Yeah, I think you're going to have to sp- be back a little bit and then do that. But anyways, so go ahead and keep doing that as we're going to do this as our Instagram post for the day for sure. This is great audio. <laughs> I mean- so what So what? Eric is doing right now is something called blood flow restriction. I think it kind of makes its way through different weightlifting circles periodically. And the idea is that you're going to increase venous pressure or you're going to decrease venous return resulting in increased blood flow to the muscle, and so you don't have to use as heavy of weight, but then you just do multiple repetitions and you can get some outcome. So this all stemmed from me working with Mo, and we just talked about biohacking and different things, and it dawned on me how much stuff I'm willing to try. You try
0: a lot of things. I've seen. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you remember that movie Tin Cup? Whenever he had the shanks, <laughs> and next thing you know, he's got uh, he's got the hat on and has the ball hanging the down, swing. and he's got the medicus, and he just walks in and he answers the trailer. You can't get him out of it. Yeah,
1: the shanks. It's like a virus. Nobody knows how you get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that
0: that is interesting. So I'm going to keep trying to, to do this while we have this discussion. What are you looking for?
1: I'm just. I'm I'm looking to see if uh, one arm. You definitely have more venous <laughs> distension in the right arm that's actually yeah that's the one that has,
0: that's the one that has the uh, a lot more actually the,
1: the what you call it, bfr yeah well yeah the brand is bfr blood flow restriction
0: okay yeah i mean i can i don't know that i necessarily feel the difference but it, it is different
1: so it was interesting i actually have leg ones also and i put them on and i was doing just air squats and all this other stuff just trying to figure it out and then lucas goes Hey, if you do that enough, aren't you going to cause varicose veins? I'm like, oh. Hey, can
0: I go and take this off <laughs>
1: I'm like, I can't stand it when a 14-year-old seeing something I'm not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's got to be a reason. But uh, all right, well. I'll... Yeah, you know what? I think it's working. Well, I can definitely see basically the bulging here in this particular vein. You can see it here where it's not complementary over here nearly as much. So obviously it's restricting return back to the heart in, uh, in one
1: limb. So, so just another one of those little things. Uh, we'll, I'll let you know if, uh, if I'm seeing some significant difference here. But definitely, yeah, then you just pull it off. Oh, no. <laughs> There's a combination. It's a lock. It's
0: yeah, a- <laughs> I know. You we got it. Well, let me see here. Okay, there we go. All right. Well, very, uh, very interesting. And I don't know. How would we measure that uh, it's penetrated better? What, what kind of parameters do they use on that?
1: They this? actually have studies on this. And I could, I didn't look up any studies on this. I was mainly just trying to see if I get you to do that live on the air.
0: So yeah, you win, you win. <laughs> and it'll probably happen again. No, no doubt. Well, um, so earlier in the show or early, we, we had a few people who wrote in and wanted to know about uh, traumatic events and in having traumatic events, we had a, a couple people who said, you know, does near death experience affect me, uh, or affect someone who's had it and how does it affect their relationship with other people in their lives? And then you and I just got to talking, and then you, rem- <clears throat> not that you reminded me, but you brought up that, you know, we've, even you and I both have had a couple of uh, strange experiences growing up, as, as a lot of different people do, and you've asked me to, uh, to kind of retell this, uh, this quick story here.
1: <laughs> well, if, if everybody's wondering why we went here, last week we had Cooper Reed on, correct, and we were talking about psilocybin. Psilocybin is currently being studied at Johns Hopkins for both depression and PTSD. Right. So this topic got brought up and there, you know, people that have had near death experiences, that is a profound uh, cause of PTSD and, and it, it, people can ruminate on it. So it
0: definitely. Yeah, it, it definitely isn't it. I can say from my own experience that it stuck with me pretty well. Um, and there's, there's a couple of things in my life that were kind of weird whenever I experienced them, but the, but this one in particular was probably the only time that I actually thought that I was more than likely going to die. And what happened in the year 2000, exactly one week to the day before uh, Marie and I uh, were to get married, we were down in Galveston and we were down with some friends, uh, Dave and Will and another guy named Cameron and Cameron lived in Galveston and Marie and I at the time lived just south of Houston. Well, we went down to the beach and Cameron had a new surfboard and he wanted us to, he wanted to show us how, how cool it was and how he could surf. And, and Galveston camped. isn't like
1: Hawaii or, no. or, um,
0: it takes real skill to get up in the, in those low energy waves.
1: No, no doubt. I mean, cause <laughs> or, it, I was thinking of Cabo where the, where are the ocean can be very dangerous with a huge undertone. And
0: things sure. Like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, now there are jetties though, because it obviously is, is eroding the beach. And so if you've ever been to Galveston or down uh towards uh, uh Jamaica Island, I think is what they call it. But anyhow, the San Luis bridge, there is, uh, there's these long jetties, whatever the interval is that shoot out from the beach out to, out to the Gulf. and, we were right next to the area. There was a jetty on our left, and to our right was the old flagship hotel, which I don't believe is there anymore. I think they had a really bad storm a couple of years ago that took that out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But regardless, and, and you can see people up there at the hotel. It was built on top of these piers that went all the way out uh, into the Gulf. And sun is is uh, going down, and we're just standing in water that's about, uh, I don't know,
1: thigh deep. So just, it's it's not big waves coming in. There's nothing. No,
0: nothing to even think about whatsoever. I'm trying to
1: figure out how this is a near-death experience. Because so far it sounds so like. So
0: far it sounds like hanging out.
1: Sounds like somebody has to run up with a gun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and they didn't, fortunately. But uh, Cameron goes out on his surfboard. And Dave and Marie and Will and I are just standing there just watching him. And he's catching some waves. And we're you know just casually drinking a beer or two while he's out there doing it. And then I do remember looking back. That as we're watching Cameron surf, that a wave came in that was probably bigger than the others, not huge though, and it kind of washed up on us. And then a few seconds goes by, and then suddenly, I'm not on my feet anymore, and I am underwater. Oh, jeez! And I'm bas- I can feel myself just kind of being, I don't know, scurried under
1: underneath the water, and water's going up my nose. And it's like I, it's like a huge undertow came up, or it's exactly what it was. I mean, my isn't I mean, that terrifying how quickly something like that can happen? It was out of
0: nowhere. I we I had no expectation that there was even any element of danger of us standing there. And then when I popped up, now, so whenever we were standing on the, uh, you know, in, in the uh, thigh deep water, we were only about 20%, you know, a quarter of the way down the length of the jetty that was on our left. And we were a good, I don't know, uh, 40, 50 yards away from it, you know, to the laterally. And so the water came, it swept me out. And then when I popped up, I quickly realized that even further out was Dave and Marie. They're back behind me. And we're not even where the waves are crashing yet. We can, I mean, we went underneath where all the waves were crashing up against the jetties and we're popped out. And you, all we have is the waves as they're building up and then they're crashing over. And I can remember Dave yelling in the distance saying, you know, rigor. Don't go towards the jetty. And I'm like,
1: yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> Did you say go to the jetty as yeah. quick as I can?
0: <laughs> so I, I, I'm I'm comforted that Marie is close to uh, to Dave, and I don't see Will anywhere though. I have no idea where Will is, and uh, I keep trying to swim laterally because that's really the only thing that I I knew away from the jetty. It was doing no good though. I just didn't. I couldn't outpower where the wave was pushing me. And it ends up pushing me right to the end of this uh, jetty rock, right at the very, very, very tip. And I can remember as well, I'm riding a wave and then you hear it crash. And the closer you get, the louder the sound gets. And then the wave would pick up and then it would crash. Well, then I can remember distinctly that the water in the wave just before I was thrown up to the rock crashes on the edge, the very tip of the jetty. And it just goes whoosh, and then as it goes down, I could see way down and I could see all these little bitty muscles and whatever else oh, all no. over the rocks. And I'm like, and, and in my mind, since Marie and I were living in South Houston, oftentimes on the uh, local news, they're talking about people who've, who've died on the weekend, just hanging out on the beach. And I sat there in my mind. I remember thinking you're going to be on the news and you're not going to make it to the wedding, your wedding. And, uh, but at least your family will be together, I guess, you know, and uh so then the uh the the
1: my my turn comes, apparently. So you're watch so you know it's coming. Uh, I like there there's is, nothing you could do about it. You're looking at all these rocks and muscles and sharp objects. Yep. And you're looking back going, oh, And these are gee.
0: gigantic pieces of red granite stone. They're like oh. they're like uh I shouldn't say they're square or cubed, but they've definitely been cut, right? So they could build these jetties. So and they've been stacked along the end and so then the my wave comes and I see it and I'm thinking it's it's gonna be a hit injury, you know, because that you're being
1: you're hurt. being hurled yeah. into a jagged large wall.
0: So just a big wall of stone. Right. Oh, jeez. So the moment I hit, my first surprise is I didn't hit my head. And then the crazy thing was I then just felt my body being pulled down. And I quickly, and I still have a scar from it on my knee, I quickly jammed my my leg between two of those gigantic stones, right? And water is crashing up and basically coming over my head with each successive wave, and I had to get energy and try to think about the timing. I really couldn't believe that I was still there. And finally, as I began to piece together a, a really haphazard, but it worked, strategy to get out of there, I crest to the top and the moment that I get up to the top, I thankfully I see Dave and then what he's doing is he's retrieving Marie. I thought I was in a bad spot. They actually washed up on close to the the tip of the jetty, but actually on the side. And that is nothing but like an underwater washing machine. Oh, geez. And she every time she tried to step up, Dave said that she was just being sucked. You see
1: videos of in. that of tourists in in Hawaii that are just standing; they get sucked up, and then they can't get out of that little whirlpool. It's oh, awful!
0: Yeah, like when they're cr- uh, crashing in between yeah. the the big stones and like they're at, like back uh, like a big cliff. Yeah, it's it's very very similar in appearance the way it looked. But thank thankfully for Dave, he's right there. He pulls Marie up and, and we're, we're just all cut up. Right. And, um uh, the, the week goes, but we made it obviously. And then we found Will. Will had like one, one Nick above his belly buttons. Like, Oh yeah, it was scary. And then he got it. He, he didn't get pushed out nearly as far as we did, but regardless, we all were fine. But I still remember having for a brief period of time, lots of thoughts about that. I was already kind of, I shouldn't say comfortable, but I accepted the idea that was kind of It, and the weird thing is though you are forced to begin to reconsider your life choices where you what your direction is what it is that you're going to do and and i i don't say that so
1: when you were clinging to uh that rock yeah with your knees right essentially you clamped your knees right you were really thankful that you have that suzanne summers thigh master yeah that's the one time where you're just like I'm happy about that life choice.
0: Yeah. There's no saving my life that and the little finger grip machine that I had there that I was always, no, I, I don't know that I have a thigh master not anymore,
1: <laughs> but I'm just imagining just clinging to a wall, Oh and just man. waiting for wave after wave, the,
0: the wave when they hit you just like this heavy weight, it's just pulling down, it's pulling down on all parts of your body. It's not just like your, your bathing suit. It's everything. Right. And I'm, you know, I was still wearing my, my shirt. I think it was anyway, but anyway, but it was torn and uh we're we're all cut up pretty good, and um, Marie and I you know we we laughed at the that the series was behind us. We all went on to enjoy each other's company and hung out and just kind of talked about it. And people in this little bitty bar restaurant across the street uh were looking at us as we we're still bleeding, and they're like, "Y'all okay, and we are like, well, you know yeah and and uh but what Marie and I both went through together going through that was kind of this bonding experience of we made it and we've had several conversations about just that one evening that just that one 30 minutes that's uh that kind of formed the way that we both were able to kind of go up and, and reevaluate where you are in life and then didn't really occur to me until a few years ago that what was what was that coping mechanism you know what allowed these different things to happen and Oddly enough, as I began to look through it, I learned that Marie and I are actually fortunate that we did it together because people oftentimes that have near-death experiences alone or away from all of their significant others or close family members, they actually end up being not perceived well by those that don't understand their experience. It can actually build up a wall. Lots of times there are people who have near-death experiences that they have a significant other that didn't go through the same sequence of events or the same experience at all. And they actually have a hard time relating until the other person has time to recoup from that. And I found that fascinating that just by complete luck that number one, we survived it. And number two, that we did it together, that that wasn't something that became a barrier or a wall. It actually was a bonding experience. And, uh, there's actually lots of uh, dopaminergic activity or, or dopamine release that happens in the realization of the things that you did right mm-hmm. after you get past the trauma of it. And uh, so, anyway, Jeff, question?
1: No, I, I don't. I just think it's fascinating because that is the way that you said that you and Marie, you know, through through life, you're going through other things, and you you go back and you can reflect on that and go, "Well, we came out of that, and so we can we can fix. We can basically get through anything else. That's not a, a life and death situation." I really think that that's how a lot of our veterans feel. Yes, and which is why they find community amongst other veterans. Yep, because you know, look at the Vietnam era, look at the Iraq era, where people come back and they're misunderstood. They've got PTSD, they've got traumatic brain injury, all that kind of stuff. And if you don't find your sense of community where other people can get it, it can be a very lonely. An anxiety provoking time
0: without question. And, and to make it even more lucky and to bring in the the veterans, because that's exactly what I was what was on my mind as I was reading through this. We didn't lose anybody in our party out of the five of us that were together. Mm-hmm. We all five left had someone been hurt or whatever. The that the scenario recovery would have been far more different. And that the same thing plays out with people who have automobile accidents or they have, a plane crash or whatever, but when a band of people go through something together um that's traumatic and life threatening, well then that's one thing. If somebody survives and someone doesn't, it can actually really, really weigh and that's what gives way to the survivors guilt and different things like that.
1: So I just had a patient that um told me that her functional medicine psychiatrist was at the national um uh, PTSD meeting Uh uh-huh and in the meeting were a bunch of gastroenterologists from around the country no kidding yeah she took yeah i was like wow i didn't even think and she was like yeah well first of all in the intake form now you know how they always throw in some intake form yeah do you smoke do you whatever and then you're supposed to address it and things so i think that one of the criteria medicare now is asking is have you been a victim of any trauma and then you start going down the ptsd route And it makes total sense, as a gastroenterologist, if you are not able to get past an event in your life, that's how come so many GI issues are tied to childhood abuse. No joke. And we've learned that forever, that when you start looking at these different things, that that could really be tied to something like that because the serotonin in the gut, there's more serotonin in the gut than in the brain. And then anytime you have any type of dopaminergic depletion, or any type of cortisol rise that affects your intestines. So all these kinds of things, it's interesting because I'm trying to think about, wow, if I had the perfect practice, it would include both the addressing, not just using proper diet, mm-hmm. not just, uh, using some, some biohacking tools, right. Like sauna, uh, like CBD, but then also offering an environment where meditation can be taught, oh, yeah. mindfulness meditation. So an article just came out. This fits right in. I just read this where they published that mindfulness meditation can actually help with rumination, not food rumination, rumination of thoughts. Thoughts. Yeah. So rumination of thoughts, you can look at that in any other way. It's that. Thing where you just go, man, I can't get that out of my head. Why do I keep thinking about this negative thing? Why does this happen? Why am I worried about this? Why is this? It's the rumination. It can be OCD level, uh-huh. or it can be over here. But when you start doing a mindfulness meditation, then you can actually start taking control of some of that stuff. And um, I want to hear, I want to talk about how athletes can cope with that, but I want to tell you about my near-death experience. Okay. Super quick. Yeah. <clears throat> I was driving home, um, from but i was out of town and i was had the uh the google maps on Uh and it said turn right (laughs) and i turned right i wasn't paying attention but i turned right right before i should have and i ended up in a mcdonald's drive-thru what yes i mean and and then then a car pulled up behind me and i was stuck in the drive-thru and I, i pulled right up there and she goes hey What can I get you? Then I was like panicked. I didn't know what to do. And I just went, number two. So next thing (laughs) I know, I pull up and they gave me McDonald's and it was in my car. Thankfully, I was able to pull over right away and throw it out. Yeah.
0: It's too bad Lloyd wasn't there with y'all could have done it together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. She doesn't get it i talk about it i'm like i almost ate mcdonald's honey you weren't there you don't understand you don't understand um all right so let's use that same idea of trying to control your brain yeah and control these thoughts and let's talk about what you want us to talk about
0: well the the interesting thing that kind of ties a lot of that together is how do you get past how do you regain control how do you because i, I never felt out of control in my thoughts and i wasn't struggling to find a happy place or anything else like that and i don't think that i've severely suffered since just that one incident but it it made me want to kind of explore what is it that people are doing and what kind of routine do they get into and i was reminded just this last weekend while watching um the college world series texas tech was in and i noticed that uh one player for instance josh young he always talks to his bat before he plays And this guy was just drafted by the rangers i think number eight wow and uh successful hitter etc and then you've, you've we've all seen the guys who are about to bat and they buckle and unbuckle and unbuckle and buckle their, their gloves right mm-hmm. before they hit and they all have the routine. So oftentimes we dismiss superstition as uh, dumb or inexplicable, but we just do it. And the truth is, is there's lots of research that shows that establishing a routine actually, no matter how silly can allow your brain to administer the right amount of dopamine to where you find the focus necessary to achieve a task. And even though it may set expectations unrealistically high for what the outcome is, when those achievements don't happen or don't occur, the level of depression is, is less. It's basically like, well, we can do it again next time. But the times that people are Withheld from doing their superstitions, they almost inevitably always blame the fact that they didn't do the routine Mm -hmm. to get them there. So this all tied back to some really basic stuff that Tim Ferriss and several others have said that find your morning routine to establish your mode of success. And that could start with making your bed every day or your routine for meditation or your routine on how you make your breakfast. Or just your routine on how you greet your family members. But your routine matters.
1: You set up your routine. You take control of your day that way. Yeah. And then it is you have set it in motion. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tony Robbins talks about it. Super su- uh, Elon Musk, super successful people all have this morning routine where they get up and they do this stuff. I think that you start using this morning routine and augmenting it by... Getting out and earthing, you know, being, can get outside a little bit, especially if the sun's shining, start your circadian rhythm going. Right. By doing that, you can drink a big glass of water, start your hydration routine. And then if you're capable, it'd be really cool to do a meditation. So every day before we do this show, I always go to the Colleyville Lifetime, and I've got a little routine where I end it by being in the sauna and doing uh, 15 minutes of mindfulness meditation. and. I think that that is a way to take control, even if this show, sometimes, you know, we just go, okay, I hope the show goes well. At least I have control of that portion of it.
0: Yeah. And having control, it's like a grounding. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, a level of familiar familiarity that you can embark upon something new and you, you know, that you have, just like you said, that level of control to move forward and, and uh, and have some confidence. So key takeaway today, if you're experiencing even just modest amounts of, overwhelming feelings or anxiety start by just mapping out a new routine that's beneficial to you and that you can commit to no matter how small doesn't matter hey we're going to be back in the next half hour and as promised dr brown is going to address a little bit of the questions around the kbmd box we will see you on the next hour
2: This is the only 24-hour, take-anywhere platform dedicated to food and fun. We're Spoonie.
4: News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Iran's Revolutionary Guard has brought down a U.S. surveillance drone amid rising tensions in the Persian Gulf. Region. The Guard says it's shot down the drone over its own airspace, while American officials say the downing happened over international airspace in the Strait of Hormuz. The different accounts could not be immediately reconciled. The military had alleged Iran had fired a missile at another drone last week that was responding to the attack on two oil tankers near the Gulf of Oman. The U.S. blames Iran for the attack on the ships. Tehran denies it was involved. I'm Charles de Ledesma. The leaders of China and North Korea holding talks in the North Korean capital, Pyongyang. Discussions likely focus on the state of stalled nuclear negotiations between the United States and North Korea. The Sacramento Police Department is grieving the loss of an officer who died of gunshot wounds, suffered while she was assisting on a domestic violence call, Sacramento Police Deputy Chief Dave Paletta identifies the officer as 26-year-old Tara O'Sullivan. There are no words to convey the depth
0: of sadness we feel or how how, how heartbroken we are for our family of our young, brave officer.
4: Following an eight-hour standoff with police in North Sacramento, a suspect is now in custody. Several of Joe Biden's rivals for the Democratic presidential nomination are strongly criticizing the former senator and vice president for saying that the Senate got things done with civility, even when there were segregationists in the Senate. Biden not backing down from his remarks amid demands that he apologize for them. Wall Street is rallying this morning with the S&P hitting an all-time high. The Dow is up about 238 points, the S&P better by 28, the Nasdaq up 94 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Never Forgotten Apparel is more than just a premium women's and men's clothing line. It's a movement to remind us to wear American-made and serve those who serve us. Our heroes. Never Forgotten Apparel gives 20% of their total sales to nonprofits that support homeless veterans and off-duty firefighters, and 50% to individual veterans and firefighters in need nationwide. Check out neverforgottenapparel.com, use promo code MATT, M-A-T-T, and get 15% off your purchase.
1: Dr. Ken Brown here, host of Gut Check Project with my co-host, Eric Rieger. I've seen in my practice that Atron Teal is a whole lot more than just a bloating product.
0: Yes, it does a whole lot more than just fix bloating because of the polyphenols that you find in Atron Teal.
1: What are some of the things that these polyphenols do, Eric? These polyphenols can help you
0: have more energy and polyphenols are great for athletes.
1: It sounds like it's going to help a whole lot more people than just bloating. Go to lovemytummy.com slash spoonie. All right, it's Gut Check
0: Project, episode 15, second hour. I'm here, Eric Rieger, with your host, Dr. Ken Brown. Uh, Just real quick, just real quick reminder, lovemytummy.com slash Spoonie, lovemytummy.com slash Spoonie. Everyone's a winner. You can save money on your month's supply of Autron Teal. And I want to give a quick shout-out real quick to uh, Spoonie Show Trey trey's chowdown he was just picked up by three other radio stations that are now syndicating the really? show yeah good for him absolutely so take the time to to uh, check out trey's chowdown on the spooning network it's a great show it's uh it's a it's a terrific show so um anyhow congratulations trey and uh more continued success as uh, the spooning network continues to grow there's like i said last week there's just tons of great shows that are on the spooning network and uh You just need to uh, do yourself a favor and check it out. So Dr. Brown, we had hinted last hour that you were going to address some of the questions that we had coming in through the email. Not only those who've already signed up for the KBMD health box, but there's a few who are like, Hey, this sounds great, but they had some, some, some more, I guess, articulated questions than things that you had already planned on getting to. So before we sent out the email to do some explanation, we figured we'd wait till the show and then we'll send it out later today.
1: Yeah, so we're really excited. We've been working on something. We brought up a few episodes before about the Digestive Health Associate member box. And what this is, is a cured or a cultivated box where I want to put things to augment your life that have been vetted that I have seen as a physician work in my patient population. And we have teamed up with a great guy, Stephen Azell. Started this company called Member Box because he realized that we can deliver health to your house. And that's our goal. And so we are launching the KBMD Health Member Box. And what that means is that when you sign up for this, you will be able to get physician vetted products delivered to your home at a huge cost savings. So by teaming up with member box, we're able to purchase mm-hmm. these things in massive bulk, or they are, and then you can cultivate the box. So the first month is really the month that I'm going, this is gonna be my box. This is gonna be the, the I, I guess it'll be the mid June box. Sure. And so in this box arrives to your house, your health has arrived there. When it does arrive, make sure that you reuse, recycle, share. Very excited because one thing we did is we told everybody to, that this, we're going to be launching this. And a lot of people signed up, which is awesome. Uh, but a lot of people also asked, well, what's going to be in the first month? I sure. mean, what if I already have everything that's there? So let's talk about it. Right. The first month. Now, that being said, something that we've not been able to talk about in the other emails that we've sent out. Right. That first month is going to be what I have seen work. But a patient yesterday was asking me, well, you know, I take this supplement for my eye health. Is there anything going to be there for eyes? Cause that's something I would like. Absolutely great question because what you're going to be able to do once you become a member of this very exclusive community, you can go on and there's going to be a store where you can build different things. If you need an eye thing, if you want this, these are all going to be vetted products. And what I mean by that is we know that a lot of, a lot of different supplements and things like that. It's not just supplements. There's some food products and really, really, really cool stuff. Uh, through DNA analysis they showed that almost well almost 80% of them do not have what they say it has in there so in this box we know that these have all been third party tested we know that, that these are very reputable companies and i have seen them actually work on people and so that's what's really cool we're going to be able to deliver health to your house and you know that you're getting something that's actually real and you're getting get it at a huge discount it's a win win win
0: it is definitely a win. And another added benefit that you kind of hinted, uh, hinted about there is that when you go and you, you become a member of the KBMD Health Box, you have access basically to a marketplace. And for lack of a better analogy, think of Costco. You don't get to see the advertised prices of Costco, but you more or less pay a membership. Well, this one doesn't really require a membership. The moment that you buy... You get, and if you ever want to pause your your uh, receiving stuff, you just pause it. However, as long as you are a member of the KBMD Health Box, you can look at the marketplace and you will have um, basically pricing on goods that they cannot make public. And that's why you don't see Costco run ads. They have agreements with their uh, suppliers not exactly. to advertise what their low costs are. Same for Sam's Club. This essentially is an online, uh, more or less avenue for you to not only save money, but to get it delivered to your home. And then you get to have a physician show you, at least in the health space, these are the supplements that I know have science that back them. You can save money on, and this is how it works for you. And I kind of want you to touch on this also. There's some things that you didn't put in there that a lot of people commonly take. and I've seen when people come through the clinic or the GI suite and they say, well, I'm taking so-and-so and 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 so-and-so. What's it doing for me? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I've seen you say, I don't know. I don't know what that's doing for you. Kind of of hint on that. What's not in here?
1: Yeah. So this, in the first month, um, there's a few things that I don't see really good success with. I don't see really good success with your run-of-the-mill probiotics, for instance. Right uh everyone that comes into my clinic has already been on five or six different ones and there's some science to show why traditional probiotics over a long term have not been much more beneficial than a than a placebo and a lot of evidence points to the fact that most of those probiotics get destroyed uh through the stomach acid and through the bile and uh, pancreatic issues I think next week we're having a microbiologist oh, to kind of talk about this. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, so we're going we're, we're gonna to hit at that. I do see a lot of people that take unnecessary vitamins. Mm-hmm. I mean, I check their blood. We check micronutrients. It's all there. Not, not really something that I would put a whole lot of people on because you know, traditionally the diet. A lot of people are taking um, poorly absorbed ingredients, and so they're kind of wasting their money. My big thing for this is to talk about the science, talk about things that have been shown to benefit people, right. get it for a savings, and more importantly, really get my patients to not waste money. I mean, we talked in the last half hour about how I love the life hack and how I try to get into these different things. Sure, One of those things is really try and vet a lot of the different products that I take and see the benefit that I can get from them. So that's why we chose in the first month, and I will say this, That to put it in perspective, complete cost analysis on this box, and I'm going to go through all these products and why, Mm -hmm. you're going to get over $250 worth of product for the membership fee of $147. Right. So it's already $100 savings that you won't get anyplace else. You can't go to Amazon and build this box. You can't go to Costco and find these things. Right. These are very unique vetted products that... Are going to make a difference.
0: That's a big point. So when let, let's say that you do go to Amazon or that you do go to Costco or you do go to any other traditional retailer that that we're all familiar with, generally what you see on the end cap, which is you know the end there, or what you see on the on the on the most visible shelves, not always, but generally what that is, it's not about them being the best product. It's about them having the most marketing dollars, and it's about them having the best placement. In this particular scenario of utilizing KBMD Health Box. The physician has gone through and said, this is a reputable manufacturer, and the declarations or the uh, application of this supplement has a real benefit.
1: And you know what's really exciting? This marketplace that we're talking about, it's only going to keep growing. Yeah. And it's only going to keep growing with reputable things. I pay certain uh, registration fees so that I can have access to different certificates of analysis, like Consumer Labs is one of them. Sure. I just read a recent one where they looked at um, melatonin different melatonins and almost all of them had varying amounts. So when I talk to patients, just like we talked about in the first half hour, Oh, I tried CBD. It didn't work. Oh, Oh, I tried melatonin. It didn't work. Oh, I tried this. It didn't work. It's well, it's probably because what was on the label was one tenth of what was on the label or vice versa, or there's a whole lot of things. We did also talk about that in the certain categories, an article just came out warning parents to not purchase, Items for their teens associated with sports performance, weight loss, or energy, uh-huh. because we're seeing teen death now oh. from supplements. And when they analyze it, it's because there's a lot of weird stuff in there.
0: Yeah, and, and that's that's what this that's one of the many purposes this serves, and that is basically to help the end user get real products with a real purpose with real savings, and quite honestly, one of the biggest complaints or the worries that we have when the patients come through the gi suite is well i've already spent this money on this and now i added this is this one working is this a good mix the cool thing is is what we're putting in here can be taken together and it relieves the anxiety so just think i'm not only saving money i'm saving time and i'm saving a trip to the store i'm not having to go and piecemeal all of this together i know that the physician has gone through and seen this, you already trust them with a uh, with a prescription. You trust them with the regimen that you leave the clinic with. Now you get it with a with a uh, a consumer supplement level
1: purchase. Well, yeah. So it is. It's it's going to be a physician. This is what I would tell my patients to go right. and drive someplace and purchase it. Um, what we're doing is taking the convenience out of that. And so this is not. It's not prescriptions. That no, it's not are prescription here. at all. It's over the counter things that I have seen that have helped me, I have seen it work on my patients, and we know that it's it's a recommendation, and if it doesn't fit you, you're like, man, I like four of these items. Keep those four. Next month, you want that eye product? Get that eye product. You want something else? You wanna go beyond that and get into skincare and beauty? Lots of stuff like that. You wanna get the advice of a holistic plastic surgeon's products that are available there? You can do that. you want some books it's a good point
0: so if if you happen to be someone who says you know i like uh, the way that dr brown suggested this this and this but i actually want this other thing that someone else has in the marketplace you can do that there's nothing wrong i mean you could still treat it like a store it's essentially a store that has dr brown's recommendations available and you get to see it but every single thing that's in there comes with the savings and the cool thing is is beyond health etc the idea of the platform is to move this over to also everyday consumables. You'll be able, there'll be, eventually there'll be electronics and other things in there that if you were to spend a hundred, you'd probably only spend 60.
1: Yeah. And if you, when you go to the landing page, you're going to see that the copy there, that what we wrote, um, it was pointed out to me that and it's 100% true because what we're talking about, we're talking about Dr. Anthony Yoon right up in Michigan, who's on Dr. Oz all the time. There's other influencers, functional medicine doctors, traditional doctors that are all part of this member box community that we have, we're sharing ideas. Right. So when we're looking at this, I can go, you know, Tony, has your has your group, has your tribe have they done well with with this line of skincare products? What is your best here? I said I want to I want to feature it next month here. Let's go ahead and do this because we're getting a lot of feedback on skincare. Um, uh, you know, Trina, tell me about your uh, organic primal dental stuff let's start integrating some of that it's going to be so exciting so we're curating boxes but we're also sharing information and sharing experience that's what's so cool about this
0: so you can go to kbmdbox.com just for a direct link if you'd like to sign up and kbmdbox.com just go and check it out if you'd like to uh to explore a little bit more of course if you have any questions go to gut check go to gutcheckproject.com and hit contact, and there you can. There's also a drop-down menu for you to say, "Hey, look, I've got questions about the uh, the KBMD Health Box. Yeah, Give let's
1: let's go ahead and uh, mention this also. That there's it's it's limited right now because oh, yeah. it is. This is our first box. We're starting out. There's going to be limited quantities. Um, you know, we're going to have limited quantities of Atron Teal because a lot of the other people that have boxes, everybody's trying to use this. So we want to make sure that everybody has the first opportunity. And those are their first in. I can only imagine that. like all things uh member box has gone out on a pretty big limb set up a huge platform worked really hard we've worked very hard to work with everybody else to talk to people and the getting in on the ground floor is the key to this thing because i can imagine that as the marketplace grows and it becomes more successful prices are just going to continue to go up so
0: well and and uh, to add to that so roughly 70 something percent of americans adult americans take supplements uh, on the regular. If they happen to uh, have any association with a uh, GI disorder or they go and they visit a gastroenterologist, that number is now over 85%. So chances are that if you're hearing this message and you're an adult, you probably take supplements. If you've always wondered, hey, in terms of my, my health, am I taking the right things? It's worth your time to check it out because I think that the KBMD Health Box will definitely save you money, save you anxiety and time, and it'll be delivered straight to your door.
1: So, what's in the first month? So this is essentially my box. This is what I would say, okay, for the first month, since you have to sign up to get the box first, right? I know that we're gonna be sending big bang for your buck, that's the key, so we wanna find things that are gonna augment each other, we're gonna have a big value to this, and some pretty interesting novel things that i've had great feedback from the other doctors and influencers and from patients Mm -hmm. so two things that i have not tried but i've heard great feedback from this is exciting this is why we do this because we're going to be able to say this and put this out there oh doc this worked out really well we're going to do feedback afterwards hey tell me what tell me what you want this next month we're thinking of doing a sleep box you know does, does our community want this? I'm going to go scour. I'm going to meet with sleep doctors. We're going to talk. We're going to find naturopaths who are good at sleep. Say, okay, let's find out what works. Then we go. We team up with MemberBox. We find the ingredients that we want. We we do the research. And we work a deal out just like they do with Costco so they can be in the marketplace so that I can then put it in the box. So next month, we're going to do a sleep box. For all we know, nobody's ever really looked at because, okay, for instance, I'm still a practicing gastroenterologist. Right. I'm grinding stuff out. I see things that are not being published. Right. Because I don't have the time to publish it. <laughs> I'm sitting here making you do bicep curls on a yeah. Thursday morning instead. <laughs> so there's a great example. When we go to these meetings and we meet with people, in fact, the first combination when Bridget Danner, who has her own box, uh-huh. said, hey, you need to meet Kiran Kiran. Krishnan, uh, Krishnan, yeah. Krishnan, the medical director for Megaspore Biotic, because I'm killing it with, the, with your product, AtronTil, and Megaspore. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be our microbiologist that we're going to have on next week. But that is a great example of influencers connecting other influencers and this web grows. So if there are people out there who know certain things, they are like, wow, my doctor, functional, traditional, whatever, has me on this and it's working really well. Well, we'll look into it. Now, you start seeing something really cool developing. If we can expand this, which is what I want DHAT to do, I want to do that functional armor research. Right. Now we've got, we can send out questionnaires and say, did this work? Did this combination work? For instance, this gut box, this is a primarily a gut box. I'm a gastroenterologist, but it, it extends beyond that. So let's look. When you, when you get this and you open it up and you look and to see what's, to see what's inside, what you're going to find, the first ingredient, my baby. Why is it in there? Well, because we know it works. We know that over you know 88% of the people that have bloating get better. But I also know that after we've had this out on the market for a few years, we're still seeing that kind of success rate. And the polyphenols in it are really important. We haven't even gotten to our science article yet, which actually explains more. But atrantil, the polyphenols for everyday use, um, essentially those are the molecules in the Mediterranean diet that make it very healthy. And because we've been able to work out a really good deal from a business model, we realize that, okay, we can get this on the marketplace. And that's the cool thing. So it's going to be available to all the other influencers also, which is super exciting. So atrantil. Um, if you're part of the community, you probably already understand what Atron Teal is. Um, if not, go to lovemytummy.com slash Spoonie. Put in code Spoonie for a discount. Learn more about it. Yep. So Atron Teal. Now, the other thing. You've heard me say this before. I'm not that big of a fan of traditional probiotics. Right. Because if you look at the animal data, it. Eamon Quigley, the godfather of probiotics, he is a gastroenterologist currently in Houston right Houston, now. yeah. But, he, but he's been around a few different places. A emeritus professor out of Ireland. He has been studying probiotics for the last 40 years. One of the first guys to talk about it. I saw him at uh, our annual meeting, <laughs> bumped into him and went, hey, Eamon, I got to go on this. <laughs> I have to go on a podcast. It was uh, one of them, Cressor yeah. <laughs> or, or Wolf or <laughs> one of them, <laughs> Greenfield. I have to go on this. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, probiotics can give me anything new and he summed it up because they're amazing in a petri dish yeah. we just can't reproduce it consistently in humans and there's a million reasons why because it's more complex sure but after teaming up and speaking with um Kidan, i realized oh my gosh this is why so many people are doing great taking a different type of probiotic called megaspore megaspore biotic is actually soil-based, spore-formed, well, bacteria, but they're in a spore form. Right. The key to this is these guys, when they come into the digestive system, they survive the stomach, they survive the small bowel. When they get further into the small bowel, they do what he described as a handshake, and it starts waking up a little bit. By the time it gets to the ileum, which is where you have a lot of your immune system, right before it goes into the colon, that handshake allows it to give antigens, meaning it takes the outside environment and exposes the body so that it increases its immune system so that it's always prepared to fight the outside world. These spore-based biotics have been around. They're soil-based. They've been around forever. We have made our world too clean. So we have produced an immune system that's not used to seeing certain bacteria. We are not getting healthier as a country. We're getting sicker. And I think one of the reasons is because we're not eating enough dirt. Yeah. And one way to do that is to have concentrated spores that as it turns out, when it gets to the colon, then they wake up, they send signals to other good bacteria to start reproducing more. They send signals to bad bacteria and it gets those bacteria to like virulent bacteria, I mean. And then they love polyphenols. So when they wake up, the polyphenols are are fuel to them so that's why atranteal plus mega biotic works so well together because they just augment each other mother nature polyphenols can't do any better than that mother nature has a type of bacteria that can make make it to where they should so the science behind it is absolutely awesome so those two are key ingredients if you look up the price of those you're already seeing you're already saving money you're already saving money the third ingredient um i i chose life extension Digestive enzymes, right? and the reason for that is that the digestive enzymes, we've got some data to suggest that it actually works really well with the type of polyphenols that are in the proanthocyanidins that are in Atron and it has been shown to actually help augment some nutritional absorption, so we want to make sure that you get the biggest bang. The reason why I'm doing that is because I see so many patients that when I add digestive enzymes, they actually improve. The third ingredient is really cool. Fourth, fourth. Oh, we're already on four. Yeah. yeah. The fourth is Omico Organic Turmeric. Oh, yeah. And the thing I love about this one is somebody's out there going, well, I already take turmeric. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so the problem with turmeric is that the quality varies a ton and the absorption varies. So this particular one is a blend of turmeric plus bioparine, which is black pepper. helps it absorb. And it has AMLO, which does blood glucose control right. and ginger for gut health. That improves gut motility. So those those four things synergistically are going to get together, but it also decreases neuroinflammation because of the turmeric. Then the uh, fifth ingredient we're on five, right? I think so. Yeah, five so, or six. Okay, so the fifth ingredient is Vermont Village, Vermont Village apple cider vinegar shots, right? So a lot of people know about apple cider vinegar. It's been shown to help with weight loss. It's been shown to help with some digestive health um, and a few other things. So many people take it. But what's unique about this one is it's organic and they've actually made it taste good. Yeah. And so we're going we're gonna to throw some apple cider vinegar shots in there to see what happens. And then the sixth ingredient is the one that I have not taken, but I've had incredible feedback on this. And this is really exciting. It's called Truci, T-R-U-S-I-I. This is a huge value add. I actually
0: tried it. It was actually really, really good. Oh, you did? Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, we did. So this is a huge value add. This is actually micronized hydrogen plus magnesium. And you're like, micronized hydrogen, what's that? Well, that's nanoparticles of hydrogen. So why is it in there? It seems kind of bogus because it seems weird. They got a really cool website and they talk about the science. But I found a bunch more science buried in the literature where micronized hydrogen helps cellular oxidation, decreased cellular inflammatory process and they've actually got data to show that it can help with wound healing and it's been used in like burn units and things like that it is awesome you can absorb it through iv through drinking it and then the final seventh item in there is a special gift from me to my community and i'm really excited about that and that's going to be a surprise so you can see that the first round what i want everybody to do is get this the kicker is there's a hundred percent money back guarantee so if it doesn't work for you it's not, uh, even, it's not even a real gamble. Just try it out. It's not even a real gamble. Try it out, but I bet you if you if you're going to do it, commit to it, make a commitment, commit to one month, take it, and look yourself and go, you know what? I do feel better.
0: Well, I really hope that uh, I mean I'm I'm excited. I'm signing it. My family. I really hope that everybody feels like that they're starting to kind of understand what it is because it's a brand new concept. We'll be back with the last half hour gut check project episode fifteen. In just a moment.
2: get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. all right it's
0: the last half hour of episode 15 this has just kind of flown by we've uh, we've had a couple of topics that i think we kind of got deep on kbmd health box uh what it's like to fight off jetties and waves uh and uh well now we're going to get into the science which is the first time we've ever pushed it to the uh to the last half hour
1: my drive-thru experience wasn't wasn't good enough for you
0: well, i don't like thinking about it <laughs> It's terrifying. <laughs> it is. I mean, I just kind of don't want us to bring it up anymore. So,
1: <laughs> you know, one of the things that we do over here is we're, number one, we look at medical literature, we, we talk about all that. Uh, there's also something that a lot of times people completely forget about that as we learn more, like it's always done, medicine is not static, it's no. always fluid. No. And just because something has been done the generation before doesn't necessarily mean that we need to continue doing it. Correct, And that's one of the things about the way that we prescribe drugs, the way that we have a lack of using mother nature to help us out right now in traditional medicine. So this whole evolution of the functional side coming up and traditional side trying to look at itself, a really cool article just came out and it actually looked, it was a meta research, a comprehensive review of randomized clinical trials in three medical journals and they looked at medical reversals. Uh-oh. And what that means is, do you remember when estrogen first came out and everybody was supposed to be on estrogen because they prevented heart attacks? And then after sure. 15 years, they said, oh, our bad, it actually increases heart attack rate and actually stroke. Yeah. So why don't we not put everybody on it? Right. There's a whole, I can't remember what podcast it is. I'll find it. There's a whole podcast on um, it's one of the really big podcasts, but they looked at medical reversals and Freakonomics. It was Freakonomics, on, it was on oh, Freakonomics. Yeah. It was on Freakonomics um, a couple of years ago where they looked at medical reversals and you start looking at the data. The data comes out, you get trained and you're like, oh, statin's great. Everybody needs to be on a statin. Yeah, and yeah. then you start looking back and you're like, are we saving lives here? And so to this day, if you walk into a cardiologist's office and they have their data to show it, One of the guys came on and said, I get that the data lowers cholesterol. Like we know that. But at what expense? But at what expense? Are we actually extending? Is the health span increasing? Is the lifespan increasing? You start looking at these different things. Yeah. So, um, and you know, the answer is still out there, I guess. Sure. Because I'm articles like this. Basically, it's this. Here's what they took a look at they did a systematic search of randomized controlled trials in the Journal of the American Medical Association, the Lancet, and the New England Journal of Medicine. They identify 396 medical reversals spanning different medical disciplines, types of interventions, and populations. So it is the de-adoption of these and other low-value medical practices that will lead to overall beneficial cost savings and beneficial health savings and increased lifespan. Okay. So... It's interesting that so much evidence comes out, then we do something. And then when you look back and go, wait a minute, did that really look at this? So this particular article looked at things that they concluded as a randomized trial was very beneficial, but then later became reversed, Mm -hmm. like the estrogen thing, like that. I only bring that up because it's important to know that when we start getting into new fields, that things are going to change. It's going to be a moving target and all this other stuff. So- that leads into this topic that when if we're reversing traditional randomized placebo controlled trials cuz mm-hmm. that's what everybody says right. you go to a meeting oh you know show me show me the data you know i know on the other side the data is being paid for by somebody right. so you, you have to keep that in mind so kudos to the university of chicago that just put out a new study which ties into everything that we're talking about okay on um so when we had Cooper Reed on we were talking about psilocybin so they just put out this study from a first ever placebo controlled LSD microdosing out of the University of Chicago oh yeah wow interesting so anecdotally silicon valley entrepreneurs and silicon valley um very very successful people have for years discussed the microdosing ability of LSD okay and Higher dosing of LSD is actually currently being studied for looking at um, helping with PTSD, helping with severe depression. Yeah. So these guys wanted to know, hey, what is microdosing and can we actually, does it actually do anything? Okay. So they took a group of 20 volunteers and for once a week, for four weeks, they gave them 6.5 micrograms, 13 micrograms or 26 micrograms. A typical dose to get high is a hundred to two hundred micrograms.
0: So this is significantly less than what that high
1: would be. Significantly less. Okay. And then they they looked at behavior trends. They found uh, they looked at behavior trends, cognition, um, negative thoughts, and a bunch of other parameters all surrounding this. And the most important thing that they wanted to find out is: do you get do you get high? Did you experience any hallucin, hallucin-, hallucin- Hallucinations, hallucinations, there yeah, you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm merging the word hallucinogenic with hallucinations and I'm like, what is that word? <laughs> it's all, right. all right. So they were looking at that and what they found is that surprisingly, those that took 26 micrograms uh-huh. felt a little something. Okay. So, and, but it's a very small group. You don't really know. And what they curiously, what they did show is no change in mood, no change in cognition and no real change in academic performance the flaw to this study, and they openly admit it because this is just dipping their toe in the water. Right. They didn't want to jump in and be shut off. Sure. It's University of Chicago. You know, it's bold of them to do this. When they talk microdosing in Silicon Valley, it's done every day. Yeah. And they actually discuss that these receptors and things have to be tuned up for it. So doing it once a week Uh probably doesn't do a whole lot for cognition and energy and all these other things. Sure. But doing it every day and getting those channels to open up, yeah, that's what people talk about. They say that your, your mind opens up to different things. You're able to accept new ideas on a, on a much different level and things. So their next level study, they said, you know, admittedly, we really need to start stepping it up to see if it's two, three times a week, if it's whatever, but it's just exciting to see that we're now starting to do clinical trials on these non-pharmaceutical type things.
0: Well, it's really interesting that they would, so out of that 20 subset, I don't remember if you said this, but none of them necessarily were suffering from depression though,
1: correct? They didn't get into that at all. No, they were just bringing people in. Mostly they just wanted to see, effects. Hey, yeah, are you getting high? Okay. Number one, are you getting high in any uh-huh. way? Is this going to be a dangerous thing to bring into society?
0: Don't you think that the, probably this, this this study really is probably the tip of the iceberg? They know that they want to map out the frequency like you were just referencing. And move further along. Uh, you know, microphone cut out there. Anyway, they want to uh, do the uh, uh, increase the frequency to see if that changes anything, and then to start adding in comorbidities to find out what the. Uh,
1: well, I mean, it's it's fascinating because this is you can't really do an animal study and go, you know, hey, are you feeling? Are you feeling? You know, are you seeing hallucinations or anything like that? <laughs> That'd be so, weird. But in all pharmaceutical studies, it starts out with animal. Uh, there, you have to determine a toxic level on that thing and then you move from there and then you go to the pharmacokinetics of it. So that's the phase one, then the phase one B, then the two, then the three, then the four, and then it finally gets to market or somewhere between three and four, it'll it it'll actually go to market. So th- consider this more like the phase two portion of the clinical trial. Okay, We've determined that talking to enough Silicon Valley animals, which is I, I guess what they were kind of looking at, that enough people have been doing it and been doing it consistently that it's probably safe at this level. So now let's start doing it in a controlled environment and they watched them the whole time. So they were, they were keeping an eye on it. It wasn't like they gave it to them and said, now go out and do some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Go so, shopping. Yeah. See what
0: happens. Here's, yeah. here's Amazon. Go for it.
1: <laughs> so what they're now have to determine is, okay, we know that it's probably not hurting anybody. Mm. How do we continue the momentum not turn it into a drug so that it's unavailable to everybody or to a large segment of the population and it is just tip of the iceberg and seeing where it's going so by the decriminalization of psilocybin mm-hmm. in Colorado and studies like this i really think that there's going to be a whole future which is going to be beneficial for anybody that suffers from depression anybody that suffers because that's where all the research is going into Anxiety, depression, things like that. I think it's going to be fascinating to see how microdosing of psilocybin or macrodosing of psilocybin, microdosing of LSD, macrodosing, because studies are going on right now with that.
0: Yeah, I remember when we had our conversation with Dennis McKenna of the Hefter Institute. And of course, he and his brother Terrence were the ones who really kind of paved the way mm-hmm. for educating people on psilocybin mushrooms, how to cultivate them, how to responsibly apply them to different things. Uh, he joined with uh, Dr. Uh, Art or uh, Arthur Hefter at the Hefter Institute. I think it's in, I believe it's in uh, Idaho, but they conduct those studies on psilocybin. And I remember him saying that psilocybin and LSD have very similar uh, outcomes. However, that uh, they believe that chronic exposure to LSD might be damaging to the heart or something like that, where psilocybin hmm. isn't. I don't remember, and I could be be uh, mixing channels there, but I'm pretty sure that that's that's at least what he felt like long term. However, he still said that there was benefit, and it I'll, uh, w- while describing what people have gone through to do that. And you say that they want to make sure that they don't over prescribe or overuse, so that it's not barred from use. I find that crazy, and you're exactly right. But that's the approach, unfortunately of the of the government arm of the fda to do that because
1: you can find tons of opioids that will kill in a day that's that is 100 my point that that's why i said look if we're looking at this we're just looking at three journals just yeah. looking at randomized trials yeah. and they found 396 reversals like oops we were wrong right sorry that's well, a lot we know that if the traditional fda route is doing this where we're going to end up reversing it, then there should be more liberties in looking at these other alternative treatments. Even if it's not perfect, we may end up reversing that. LSD may end up causing some heart conditions that the Hefter Institute has uncovered first. Who knows? But knowing that traditional research is not flawless is the key here.
0: Oh, and my point with, with the Hefter Institute is it's responsible research is meaningful. So if they're able to uncover that, and then you have people who are really trying to experiment so that they do better, wouldn't it be more beneficial that the research is allowed to be conducted and to be paired with the the appropriate people so that they can make their own educated choice on the avenue that they would like to to use to get better? And it's it's people like Dennis uh, that that and and now the University of Chicago that are able to put some legs behind that so that it's not such a mystery. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense to keep keep things like that covered up
1: well it's fascinating because we were i keep saying it's fascinating i just realized that's my repetitive word when i actually am kind of excited about yeah, medical literature it's okay so there's so many things that are going on so when we were at ifm i met the ceo of Artirisol. oh yeah okay so what this is i was walking by the booth and they had their booth and it was just very scientific and I started talking to the guy, and this particular product which works on the endothelial glycocalyx, meaning the lining of all your arteries, and it lines, there's a little small glycocalyx in the lining of pretty much the intestinal lining as well. True. That they have been doing research for over 20 years to figure out how to smooth out the glycocalyx, which is what allows the artery to be... Uh, elastic and not stiff. Mm -hmm. In other words, blood pressure. And if it's smooth, nothing sticks. So they've got data, animal and human data, to show that when your glycocalyx is smooth, the cholesterol that's floating around, that we're all trying to get down by giving drugs and statins and all these things, just keeps on going. So the cholesterol then gets used to make your steroid hormones to make building blocks, that kind of thing. When the glycocalyx gets stiff and it actually has a little bit of damage in it, so it's no longer a smooth road, it's got potholes, Right. well then that high cholesterol sticks and that's how you start forming plaques. I was like, whoa, how do I not know about this? And the data he showed me was pretty cool. They've got electron microscopy looking on it. They've got these animal models. I met with their PhD that was there. And then I found out why. It was initially going to be a drug. Yeah. And that's part of the problem is that when you feel like you've discovered something, it's it's mine, 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 mine. Because I have to get this. I've already spent $20 million to this point. I've got to recoup it. I can't have somebody come in. And that's what the drug companies do. They come in and they do a slight knockoff. And I mean, when you start looking at the different PPIs that come out, I mean, we were talking to uh, Daniel from Arizona, I forgot his name, doctor. Anyways, he's a gastroenterologist. He said, I've seen the progression of when Tagamet came out, and then Zantac came out, and then Axid came out, and I was like, why do we need another one of these same me-toos? Right. Well, because they'd already done the math on it, and they realized that they could get a little tiny chunk of it. All they have to do is make a deal with a couple insurance companies, and they'd get paid for and that's really, what, that's really what any drug has to do, but eventually it just becomes a race. That's why it costs so much money when it first comes out, and then they got seven years to recoup it, and then it goes generic, and then everybody walks away from it, and the insurance companies you know, just throw up their hands. So here's a great example of, they've been working on something for 20 years that could be a big game changer, who knows? Mm-hmm. I bought a case, I'm gonna start taking it, I'm gonna follow my blood sugar, I'm gonna follow my blood pressure, I'm gonna see if I can find any trends. Sure. Because like all things, uh, you know i want to try it first anything that i've you know gonna recommend to somebody to do all the biohacks and everything i'm not gonna have somebody else try it i mean i want to try it first and see what happens so we'll see what happens with this art with this arterosol but there's a great example oh and the reason why they couldn't go the drug route i'm leaving something out is that they couldn't um their patent would be too easy to be compromised oh really so they get that far into it and then they realize oh anybody any drug company can just come in and take it just come in and do a me too real easy yeah so then so then it becomes a battle of you'll just be squashed by a bigger player
0: yeah and that's it's just so unfortunate and 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 not to just sit here and just bash companies that make uh, devices and and drugs not all of them are bad and not all of the scientists there are not don't have altruistic uh, ideas but the the overall machine is kind of unstoppable right now
1: well it really is i mean we talk about the healthcare industry is somewhat dependent on itself and it's dependent on chronic illness. Illness, yes. It's dependent on chronic illness. I would love to see our KBMD health box change the health landscape of the primarily the DFW metro. I guess DHAT will, have, DHAT will be able to do that because it'll be more of a concentrated area. Sure. Wouldn't it be fascinating five years from now after people start getting diet recommendations? We had Chef Patrick was telling me earlier he goes hey man when you launch that box he goes let me know and I'll put in healthy recipes for free whenever you want absolutely yeah and you we have people volunteer to help out like that so imagine this box changing healthcare and doing it at a bargain price improving people's lives and we're actually helping the overall cost of healthcare in an environment, we could keep track of that data. Wouldn't that be fascinating?
0: Yeah. And unfortunately the moniker of healthcare itself has uh, has a connotation to where it's, it's, uh, it's born a different term now, wellness care, because healthcare is oftentimes associated with well with I'm sick. I now need to be repaired or I'm sick. I now need to be fixed or put on a, a protocol, etc. But really the, the, the best, the best medicine is prevention. And, if we were all to basically adopt a mindset of wellness, wellness protection, then I think that we will be, will begin to see that type of evolution of populations and demographics where, well, this was once a disease thing that everybody came in for. And now it turns out that the trend is beginning to, to go down or people show up with this disease. But later, right, later let on. me put you
1: on the spot. Okay. Throw out a few things that you would, that if you could have a, community that you would get them to do for wellness prevention
0: wellness prevention Um, first I don't think that people are that educated in where they are consuming sugar and it's I think that if you start with that and then you begin to add up those grams of daily intake of sugar and then all of the sources that your body even interprets as sugar that maybe you don't see it written out and you knew what it was doing to tax your pancreas and the rest of your body, and if you have an injury, what you're doing to prolong the uh, the healing time by consuming large levels of sugar, that would be one thing right off, right at the jump. Just understanding that that readily available little simple carbohydrate is can be incredibly dangerous to you, and you don't even know it. You just don't perceive it, so you don't feel it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, your body definitely knows that it's occurring and you're feeding small little microorganisms that, that love the fact that you're taking it in and they're using your body
1: as the vehicle to do what they want versus what you probably want. So I would, I want to do a couple more stand more stand. Definitely. We're sitting too long doing this show. I have to get some standing desk for this show. <laughs> no, we, you know what? We should. Yeah, we should. Um, community
0: definitely community
1: a sense of community is super important loneliness has been equated to smoking as far as uh, death rate so um this is really i've got the articles i need to get into are are pretty thick and pretty cool but i will actually be talking about these tonight live on facebook at the SIBO SOS summit SIBO SOS summit so if you want to get Get real geeky with me, and I'm sure a lot of people will be the, this community. That Sibo SOS Summit. Mm-hmm. There's a great example. Facebook groups like that. Just like you were saying, when somebody keeps going to a doctor and the doctor says you're fine, but you don't feel fine. Yeah, that starts creating PTSD. Right. You just get frustrated with that, and then you you gravitate towards a community that'll li- at least go, "Me too." Yeah. And so, fortunately, there's these different communities that have grown. I'm not that big of a fan of social media, but then again, there's a lot of really good things that have come out of it like that, like support. They're essentially support groups sure, for all different kinds of things across the world.
0: The hard part about social media, I mean, everybody's connotation or mine, I say everybody, my connotation of social media is the negative aspects. And I oftentimes forget that there are good things that come out of it. You can connect, you do, you can stay informed unfortunately the moment you begin to give them a little bit of data on what it is that you're interested in, then you just get peppered with tons of <laughs> other stuff that is not, is not interesting to me at all. And, uh, and, and I can't, I can't sit there and scroll through Instagram and just look at different photos. I, I don't care
1: at all. It's yeah, it's not really my thing. So when you are talking about get rid of sugar, mm-hmm. so for tonight's, uh, and for my three hour, SOS SIBO summit talk that yeah. I'm going to have to do. I need to talk about stuff that the other docs haven't talked about. Right. So um, our graduate secret weapon sent me a bunch of really cool articles in preparation for this. Uh-huh. One of them is really interesting that I need to read about 10 more times here, but it's the um, sulfate chronic SIBO gut dysbiosis as a protective mechanism. Really? Yeah. Now I did the same thing. I went, uh, that seems like somebody's way off course. Seems very course. long, yeah. It's very long and it's very off course, but now that I'm actually reading it a couple times, I'm like, huh. In one section here, it's really interesting. They actually describe, I guess the author, I, I actually think it's a blog by Elliot Overton, and I don't really know their history. I probably should look it up, but they, it's, it's very well written, it's very thick, very sciencey. So so they, they seem to know their science at least. Uh, Maybe we'll get hold of them and have them explain a little bit better. This is a really interesting section. You were talking about sugar. Mm -hmm. So sulfite is an intermediate in sulfur metabolism. You can also ingest sulfites. Sure. They are extremely toxic. Uh, It can lead to significant oxidative damage. So it's important that the body rapidly converts it to sulfate. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so the sulfite to sulfate conversion relies on an enzyme called sulfite oxidase, which uses a cofactor called molybdenum, mo- molybdenum. Okay. Okay, just keep that in mind. If this enzyme is not working properly, it can lead to two problems, the toxic buildup of sulfite and sulfate deficiency. Okay possible factors disrupting this enzyme this molybdenum deficiency is caused by glyphosate
0: oh my goodness gmo
1: roundup yeah it is a potent chelator of that cofactor that is necessary wow so glyphosate substitution for glycine it it is mistaken for glycine you know we've been saying all along that this is an inert you know, this is the, the whole thing of Roundup. This is a reason that I've never, ever thought of. So the SUOX enzyme contains critical glycine residues, which could theoretically be replaced by glyphosate.
0: It's just so disappointing because now, you know, many have associated the glyphosate, the Roundup, with Monsanto. Make no mistake, a large-scale pharmaceutical company, Bayer, owns monsanto now so these are the same people that are purportedly doing these health research uh, clinical trials submitting drugs creating medical devices getting them through getting firsthand uh, approval and then being suggested by physicians and these are the same mm-hmm. people that still now in under the guise of we're going to help out our food supply et cetera. So that we can produce X, Y, and Z. They're just moving product.
1: So this could be an example of, well, you were talking about medical reversals earlier. Yeah. Is using glyphosate just a medical reversal? Well, the difference is that it's not a cohort of people. It is the population. We're being exposed to no joke. So Mm -hmm. this article continues to go on. Remember how everybody... I mean, I'm busy. Every gastroenterologist I know is busy. Yeah. People are getting sicker. Yeah. And they are not... We're seeing... It's like the same thing. Are we now seeing gluten intolerance, or are we just looking for it? Are we now seeing SIBO or are we just looking for it? Watch this. This author goes on to describe a deficiency in sulfite oxidase caused by glyphosate mm-hmm. would encourage the growth of microbes that are able to reduce highly toxic sulfite to less toxic hydrogen sulfide. We know that there's two types of sibo: methane predominant hydrogen, hydrogen sulfide yeah. So the theory, the reason why the article starts here, is this a chronic adaption? In other words, being bloated and sick with bacterial overgrowth is still better than being toxic from sulfite. Wow! So the article that I will not be able to get to that is deep and really cool. So this one, maybe, you know, things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> then the article I wanted to get into is the pro the proanthocyanidins containing polyphenol extracts. Prevent the inhibitory effect of hydrogen sulfide on human colonocyte oxygen consumption. In other words, why do people feel better? So we know, people ask us about the biofilm on bacteria. Yeah. Then we realize that the tannins in here actually can bust up biofilm also. Yeah. Mother nature. Now it looks like, in this particular experiment, these guys, I'll just give you the quick rundown of it. What they showed is that when they took human colonic tissue and they exposed it to hydrogen sulfide, mm-hmm. which now we can say is a reaction to the diet that you're eating, right? hydrogen sulfide led to inflammation because the enzyme to convert it to get rid of the hydrogen sulfide, that can be overwhelmed. And then it leads to oxygen depletion in the cells of the colon Which then lead to oxidative stress. Yeah. Which then leads to leaky gut. Yeah. Well, it's really cool. They took the colonic tissue and they soaked it in hydrogen sulfide. And then they took that same tissue and they did the same thing, but they used grape, apple, and I can't remember. One other. um, Polyphenol. Polyphenol. Yeah. In separate matches. And as it turned out, it neutralized the hydrogen sulfide. Wow. Protected the cell. And actually encourage the enzyme to make it neutral so there's and there's a lot more science into it but you could see if you're eating a a traditional processed diet your body you may end up developing irritable bowel as a protective mechanism from the other crap that may happen and so if you're going through this whole process mother nature eat your veggies that kind of thing get your get your polyphenols in has a way of correcting it all so
0: man what a crazy show today so we promised that we would have tips here are the tips come up with a routine let's start that number one number two get enough sleep number three try to eat organic all that you can avoid the glyphosate number four try to really educate yourself on the sugar that you're taking in and number five don't go swimming in galveston don't go swimming in galveston (laughs) and get out of mcdonald's line Please like and share Gut Check Project. Go to GutcheckProject.com. Let us know that you've done that. Just like everybody else has done. We will interview you at the contest for the free Autron Teal and KBMD CBD. Ken?
1: See ya. This is a great show. I'm glad that we talked and covered a lot of ground. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.
2: This is the only 24-hour, take-anywhere platform dedicated to food and fun. We're Spoony.
1: It's cutting into
3: your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your
1: peace of mind. Oh. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.